You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. Welcome to From the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols. Still no Robert Bricky. Maybe some truth to the rumors about a food poisoning issue in Kansas City barbecue, but I don't know. Hmm. No, he's still on the roadie with the uh, Fire Raleigh Firebirds. And maybe before the end of the show, we can actually find out what happened in their first two games because their website's not updated. And Bricky is in a stupor somewhere because I haven't heard from him either. Hmm. So I don't But the uh, Raleigh Firebirds kicked off their season uh, the 11th and 12th, I believe. I know the 11th was opening night for them in KC. We will get a... I will get more update than anybody's ever wanted, I'm sure, when Robert makes it back. What's I going just get on, the guys? Feeling, I, I get a feeling. Don't you feel like Bricky's like Jackie Moon with the big check at half court? Oh, I'm, I have no doubt, man. I sent him a, uh, I sent him a, a, a spirited, uh, what I thought would be inspiration for his pregame speech. Uh, I got no feedback about it. Hmm. I did get an invitation to the calendar unveiling for the Firebird cheerleaders, right. which I was excited about until I realized had already occurred six weeks prior, and I pointed that out to him. But, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Football. You want to talk football? By uh, the way, football, Chris, sure. Chris, are you in a bad mood, man? No, I'm in a fantastic You're mood. usually very bubbly and stuff like that. And I, you, I just get this feel like you might be in, in a bad mood. No, I'm not in a bad mood at all. In fact, it's funny that you say that. So I need to I need to share something with you guys. So, Brandon, you are currently not married, but you've been down that road before. Yeah. Trent is one of the more happily married people that I know and can probably relate to this. And 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 you know, I'm not just saying this when I say it. My wife and I have been blissfully married uh, for going on eight years now. Blissfully. Yes, blissfully. Um, I mean, ask yourself this. I mean, you, you honestly answer the question. Do you know a happier couple than Nedge and I? No. Oh, well, there you go. Um, so, every, And I'm not, I'm not sure why she's that happy. I'm not either, dude. I, I'm really, really not either. Every single Christmas coming out of Christmas, we have the same conversation. And it always goes something like this. Whew. We probably ought to live like we're poor for a couple months. Yeah, no doubt. Every every Christmas we have this conversation. And and to give context, between the two of us, we have seven kids and two grandkids. And honestly, to be fair, Christmas has gotten cheaper over the years because we keep jettisoning kids out of the out of the house. And I've had to have the conversation over and over again with each one of these children as they leave the house that Christmas now is not a gift-giving operation for mom and I. It is now a gift-exchanging operation. So expect something more in line that's commensurate with what you give. 
And the kids all have the wide-eyed look. And it never works out. We never get anything cool from the kids, and we continue to give. But it has gotten cheaper because these kids, they're not little kids anymore. So for the grown kids, they get one significant gift to move on. But alas, we still, at the end of every Christmas season, look back and we're like, let's pull the brakes and live like we're poor for a little bit and stockpile a little cheese. Living our poor life. <laughs> Living my poor life. So, hey, mess- hey, listen. Yeah, okay. Oh, Finish well, your thought. Here, here's my thing. Is that so... We had this conversation, and we both committed to it, just like we do every single year, every year that we've been together. Right. This past week, I went through and decided I need to buy some new headphones. I I need noise cancellation. I need perfect sound, Bluetooth, top of the line. And it all came about because I broke an $8 pair of earbuds. And my thing was, well, I could go get some more earbuds Nah, let me get the AirPods. And then I thought, anybody, either of you guys have AirPods? No. No, I don't either and never will because I will lose one of those so fast it won't make any sense. So I decided I need over-ear headphones. I am studying all the time, everywhere I go, at school, at home, whatever. This is like the only place I get a break from that. Everywhere around me is noise, so I'm like, I want the real legit noise cancellation, which limits your options down to really four or five brands because most of these noise-canceling headphones are not noise-canceling. However, legit noise-canceling headphones come with a price tag. Yeah. So I went, and I went through all this stuff, and my wife was kind of giving me a side-eye as she saw me shopping for headphones. As she should. As she, Well, because we committed and said, we're going to live like bliss, we're poor. Y'all are blissfully married, so y'all got to have these conversations. We, we, and, we, and we do have we have productive conversations. Sometimes they take a while to get around to. So eventually, I found what I thought was a really good deal and still spent a significant amount of money on a new set of headphones. Okay. Now, to fast forward a little bit, you're asking me and mocking me about my mood because I am a little chipper. It's because those headphones should be delivered by the time I get home. And oh, okay, I'm gotcha. way fired up about them. Way fired up. However, just to throw a little bit of water onto the flames last night, my wife was like, I've said something about them. They'll be here tomorrow. And she was like, nah, so much for the living like we're poor. Oh, and a little I, passive aggressive. I had options here. That's that, that's straight up passive aggressive. It, it is passive aggressive. And she would know all about that. It, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was passive aggressive, and I thought for a second I should just eat that and say, you, you know what? You're right. It conflicts with what we're saying. Choose your battles. However, I stepped back for a minute, and I remembered – Oh, wait a minute, miss. We're going to live like we're poor. Brandon, are you aware of what arrived at my house last week? No. Carvana delivered a brand new car for her. Oh, okay. So okay. equipped with this knowledge, this. what do you think I said? That's like the the car vending machine, right? Oh, yeah. Hey, dude, okay. poor people need cars, too. That's right. That You know what? That should have been her response. But mine, I looked her dead in her eye, her beautiful brown eyes, and said, <laughs> uh, I'll take the headphones. You got that vehicle. We can send both back. Oh. oh. How do you think that <laughs> yeah. went down? That was, yeah, dude. 
it, not only did you say that to your lovely wife, but now you're putting it out there on the radio, on podcast, yeah. and you're like she doesn't down. listen to the show anymore anyway. So. Well, it doesn't matter. It takes one friend to tell it, her. It'll so. get back to her. But should I have gone at that so a little differently? What was her reaction? Um, Are you guys talking yet? We're we're all right. We're all right. She's like, she didn't like having that thrown back at her at mm-mm. all. Not even a little tiny bit. Yeah, I learned. Well, probably about eight years into it, after seventeen years, that's yeah. No, How, how's the couch? I. <laughs> it's okay. I'm quiet. Fun, I take my victories and let her. Yeah, have hers. Those yeah. headphones will make that couch experience a lot better. I'm excited to find out, man. Hey, you won't hear her yelling at you. That's that's what I was getting toward is, you know, I should have waited until after they came because I couldn't hear her diatribe moving forward. But, no, honestly, my my point is, I guess, that we actually sort of shared a laugh about it because that conversation that we always commit to every single year lasts for about 10 days. Yeah, she laughed and she said, it's all good, honey. Why don't you go to sleep? That's when, when he gets home, no, when he gets home tonight, she's going to be like, I'm so sorry about the other day. <laughs> I really want to apologize. I love you so much. Oh, and by the way, my new car happened to run over a package <laughs> that was delivered. <laughs> I hope it wasn't your headphones. No, I'm waiting to, I'm waiting to get home <laughs> and for her to be like, I love these headphones. Because ah! you know what happens then, right? Yeah. All right, well, let me go order another pair. Yeah. yeah. So, no, my mood is driven by these headphones. I am a simple, simple, simple man. The other piece of this, too, is my wife has been on this minimalist kick. Mm. And her thing is minimalism. We only, you know, only want to keep things in our lives that bring us joy. And when I went down this rabbit hole with these headphones, I was like, those are the ones I'm getting. And she looked at me and said, well, is that really a minimalist purchase? And to me, it is. Because it's one set of headphones. It does everything I need it to do. I will cherish them and treasure them. She's not buying that. She's like, you spent 15 times what it would take to buy a normal person's set of headphones. I I don't know. What, what, what'd you get? They're, they're Sennheisers. They're, they're pretty tight. Oh, okay. They're pretty She's tight. probably right then. <laughs> Thanks for the support. She's, she's probably right. But anyway, all of that nonsense, just to tell you why I'm in a good mood, is I am easily amused and, and easily brought joy, and I cannot wait to get, get those things charged up and play with those headphones. So there. I'm having a good lay. I'm living my best life. Living my best life. Here's the, I do have a question for you guys, though, before we jump into the NFL playoff picture. When a saying becomes a song with that saying in the refrain, isn't it fair to say that saying's pretty played out? Yeah, I don't know, because all my rowdy friends are coming over tonight. <laughs> it's been working pretty well for me over the years. You know, have a nice day. Um, don't worry, be happy. We've seen this before. That song is everywhere, and in places I wouldn't expect it to be, and it's really not a great song. But I can't. Every time somebody so says something to me, good. I'm like, I'm living my best life. It's so bad it's good, though, right? Uh, no, not for me. Trent? I've never heard it. What? Yeah. You do kind of live in a cave, don't you? Yeah. He's got his – Trent's got 
like five things that he likes, and he goes hardcore on those. And Fantasy he hockey. Oh, dude. Groucho Marx. No, yeah. not anymore. Golden Tea. Uh, and that's it. Anything? Did we leave anything off the list? Well, no, but fantasy <laughs> hockey. I was just sitting here listening to you talk about getting home to your simple life with your headphones, and I'm sitting there going, can't wait to get home, turn on my scoring, watch my hockey teams, and <laughs> Tampa Bay's Make playing. a trade with somebody. I made a some trade today, and I'm so Russia. pumped. See, now you're not a guy that makes trades lightly. You're you're the, you're the guy that is terrified. You're you're paralyzed by analysis. Because okay, because of this hockey league that I joined four years ago. Yeah, you feel these inferior. Canadians. So I don't pull a trigger. This year I've been very lucky that I've won some trades. But Trent, you're you're being catfished. These guys are not Canadians. These guys are sitting in basements in you know southern Georgia somewhere. You need to do that. You need to go one step ahead. Don't be Canadian. You need to be Swedish or uh, Finnish a, or, or I'm Russian. I'm Russian, dude. Russian. Well, be Russian and even mess up You know uh, your communication. I, I wish I could type better, but I'm used to Cyrillic. Well, that one, would punk everybody. One guy uh, did send something to me, I think by accident, because it was all in French. Whoa. And I'm like... Uh, I don't know what that translates into, but I don't think I'm interested at this he time. He thinks it was French, dude. It's Google no, Translator. It oh, it's Google Translator. No, I Google translated it, and it was kind of weird. <laughs> no, nah, don't don't be confused. He, like, slow plays his trading ability because, I mean, the, Bla- uh, the Blackhawks traded us, the Hurricanes, Scott Darling, and I'm pretty sure you orchestrated that whole trade, right, from the very sure beginning. Sure pulled it off. Probably. Fifteen million from some Canadian fantasy hockey player. I wouldn't, yeah. Bet. All right, before we go into break, man, run down our picks and our performances from the weekend. All right, last week, game one, Colts versus Kansas City. Well, Chris and Trent believed the hype on Andrew Luck, and (laughs) their luck ran out, and Brandon was correct with Kansas City. All right, kudos to Brandon and his boy Mahomes. We'll finish the others on the other side of the break, and we'll look ahead to championship week in the NFL. Krista Lambert, Brandon Atkins, two American patriots trying to make sports talk radio great again. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts, every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit jimmyv.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back second segment from the cheap seats you can check us out on social media at cheap seat radio you can find us on instagram or we're, we're much more prolific in the twitterverse and currently the rock band playoffs are running in fact as i speak the four groups that are out there let's see group one we have the doors the zombies trapped and lincoln park um 
surprisingly a little bit to me. The Doors are nursing a small lead over the Lincoln Park. Um, I'm glad. I'm, I'm not. I'm not upset about that. I'm just a little surprised. Uh, REM, Sublime, the Arctic Monkeys, and the White Stripes. Uh, Sublime right now is up on REM a little bit. Genesis, Avenge Sevenfold, Junkyard, and the Yardbirds. I thought for sure Avenge Sevenfold would get a lot of the youth vote, but Genesis is out there leading the way. And the final group that's up right now as we speak, Hole, <gasps> Alan Parsons Project, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Social Distortion. Crosby, Stills, and Nash is out there, but there's not a whole lot of votes in that one, so that's still wide open. Uh, lead singer, a whole. Trent, who is that? I know. I, know, I love I her. Know. I love no. her. Do you really? I love her. Courtney. Courtney okay. Love, man. Courtney Love. I, I've, like, the chick that got away with killing Kurt Cobain. I literally went and watched Courtney Love live and jump, made the jump over the rail and got up on stage. And true story, Courtney Love kicked me off stage. I know that while, story well. That's yeah, pretty While awesome. smoking the cigarette. Hmm. She kicked me off dope. stage, laughed about it. I went all the way to the back and surfed my way back to the front. A, I would still have that T-shirt or whatever you're wearing, and B, I would have never washed my chest again. You guys, you're into Courtney Love like that? Well, back then, maybe. Really? Yeah. No. That first album she put out was, like, really dope. So, anyway. I own that album. Any girl I could manipulate mentally enough to kill her husband for me, shit. Well, here's here's my my thing with Hole. (laughs) Is their big hit was Malibu. My question is, does that is that song allowed in the grunge genre? Because it was really kind of pop rock more than it was grunge. If you look at all of the grunge songs that came out over that kind of eight to ten year period, Malibu's one of the better songs by a grunge band, but I don't know if it's a grunge song. We'll have to think about that. I'll give you guys a listen during the break so to refresh your minds. Okay. And we can make a determination about that. Love your feedback. If you want to talk to us, get at us at CheapSeatRadio at gmail.com. There also, very soon, will be a website on the way, CheapSeatRadio.com. We're close. We're very How close? Very close. Very close. I mean, I could I could make it live today, but there's still a couple bells and whistles need to be incorporated. So, uh Probably by the end of the weekend. I got a three-day weekend with not much to do. I think I'll finish it up. All right, guys. We we finished. Brandon, kudos on the KC pick. Uh, we'll talk about the game here in a minute once Trent finishes running these down. All right. The second AFC game fitted the Patriots versus the Chargers. Well, Brandon took a hit from Trent's weed, and we both took the Chargers. I don't know what you guys were thinking. So... Kudos to Chris. Yes. He picked the Pats. Well done, Chris. And Chris won that game. We both lost. Uh, in the NFC, you had the Saints versus the Phillies special. Chris and Trent thought that the Saints would go marching into the championship round with Brandon thinking the magic was not over. Well, Brandon, your Philly special pole has been greased, and you slid back home. And the Saints, Chris and Trent, got it correct. Good job. All right. That's a lazy pick. <laughs> and in the popular America's team, how about them, Cowboys? They did what everyone expected them to do. If you want to crown their ass, go ahead, because they're sitting at home waiting. Chris, you're wrong. <laughs> and Gurley listened to the show. 
and McVeigh put him back in, and that was it. I the don't Rams. think it was. I, Actually, it wasn't Gurley. C.J. Anderson Dude. flipped the bird to the Panthers, the Raiders, and Mr. John Elway and said, I may be big, but I'm going back to the NFC Championship game. Right, so just to, to be the... clear there, Chris missed. I missed and took the Cowboys. And, and the primary reason I did is that I got to puff my chest out for two-thirds of the NFL season when, against the grain, I told the world, Dallas would win the NFC East, and they did. They let me down against the Rams, but I got to give it up to my boy Brandon Atkins because obviously Sean McVay tuned into the show yep. and took your advice. And to be perfectly honest, I think most football people out there thought, eh, even if they get by Dallas, it's going to be in spite of Sean McVay trying to be cute. Sean McVay flipped the script and was like, Dallas, we're about to punch you in the mouth. And they did over and over and over again. And C.J. Anderson gets the headlines coming out of this game. But, fellas, let me tell you, the guy that made the difference in that game to me, Ndamukong Su. Yep. This cat hadn't been good since the last three games at Nebraska. Well, guess what? He's going for that money. Dude. Dog. I, you know, Sue had been to the playoffs three times into the, into the wild card round, lost all of them. This is the first legit shot Sue had to make a run deep into the playoffs. I think anybody that looks at it would admit underachieved a little bit during the regular season. That Rams defense was not tough. They were giving up 5.1 yards per carry over the course of the season. A lot of garbage time. I don't. You're absolutely right. That's part of it. Is you know their their scheme changed, and I think down the stretch you had a lot of high paid vets on that Rams team. Well, and on the like, front we've end, got the we've got the one or the two sewed up. On the right. front end, everybody that played the Rams knew that they needed to control the ball, like keep it out of their hands. So on the front end of the game, they're running the ball, and then garbage time just to get out of there, they're running the ball. So Agreed. like, and Talib went down too. Yeah, that, he's been missing a lot. That, he was a key piece, too. Well, that we're going to get to as we analyze this next game. But Sue was a man among boys and just absolutely wore out that defense. And you pair him up with Aaron Donald. If those guys play like that again this week, New Orleans is done. Period. You could have had Pee Wee Herman running the ball for Rams. I mean, C.J. Anderson was awesome, and I like him as a story. But those were like... Eight foot gaps in their offensive line, and he's like not any even in shape. C.J. Anderson is like fat and not that fast. He can't make lateral movements. He's got to run downhill. He can make maybe one person miss at most, and he was running downhill, and it was like, and then so Gurley just came in and was like every once in a while he ran that thirty yard touchdown in, but they could have run anybody in that scheme. See, and I think that's the thing. I think Gurley was more hurt than what we expect, and I think he's still not right. And once McVeigh saw what they had in the last week with Anderson and understood that they could call that game and probably be very successful at it, that changed everything. Because before they even got C.J. Anderson, we were all like, what the heck is going on? All he's doing is using the quarterback, and McVeigh's lost his mind. Well, maybe he hasn't. Maybe this has been the plan all along. 
I don't know, but I know that Sean McVay showed and sort of turned a corner in a lot of people's eyes. Uh, it's not a whole bunch of whiz-bang outsmarting you in the passing game. He not only created the game plan, but got those guys to buy in. Andrew Whitworth is a fringe Hall of Famer that played his entire career in Cincinnati up to last year. And I've seen Andrew Whitworth play his entire career. Andrew Whitworth on Sunday at left tackle for the Rams had the best game of his life. He absolutely manhandled anybody that was lined up in front of him, and that's just indicative of how the Rams came out. Now, you want to you take that and move it into New Orleans, you might say, well, you know, they, they played that one great game. Oh, no. The Rams are still salty about what New Orleans did to them the first time out. The difference, Trent, you hit on it. Aqib Tlaib didn't play in that game. Mm-hmm. Aqib Tlaib is a big physical corner who is not going to let Michael Thomas run free all day. Why nobody can figure out in the Saints passing game uh, might want to double Michael Isn't that Thomas crazy? or at least play press and disrupt what he's doing over and over and over again. I don't know what anybody's scared of. Well, not only can he, I'm not saying he can he can cover Mike Thomas. But he'll do a better job than he's ever seen. And on top of that, he'll be in his ear nonstop if he's healthy. You know what I mean? He's not seen. And you're right, Chris. I cannot believe. Why are they not doubling this guy? And Mike it's like Thomas some is- big mystery as to why he's getting all these catches and touchdowns. I'm like, as a Panthers fan, I'm like, why are you tripling this dude the, have somebody Kamara runs for like 400 yards five touchdowns fine at least Mike <laughs> Thomas doesn't beat you right well, the thing with Mike <laughs> Thomas is Mike Thomas is a big receiver but he's not the biggest receiver he is not fast nor is he quick Mike Thomas is not going to run it by anybody unless there's an absolute bust in the coverage so he's not Tyreek Hill He's not T.Y. Hilton. He's not A.J. Green or Julio Jones. He's not in that class athletically when, as it applies to speed and quickness. The danger of him running past you is not there. I don't understand why nobody wants to come up and disrupt Mike Thomas off the line. And I'm a huge Mike Thomas fan. He was well, I think State that's guy. what Tlaib can do. Oh, he, and he will. Because Drew Brees is not going to have much time. And Mike no, Thomas is not that, quick, and he's not fast like that. Talib can bump and you know run and shut him down enough, I believe. All right, so I think we're all of one mind. We'll confirm the pick when we come back, and we'll get on to the other games this weekend. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with REMAX Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. 
Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today, or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. And you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And now... From Sanford, North Carolina, Krista Lambert and Brandon Atkins. I got money, I got fame, fast cars and everything. All right, so guys, the question begs. Grunge or not grunge? Oh, yeah, I remember this song now. Come on, this was the biggest of yeah, the whole no, songs. Yeah, no, it's not grunge. No grunge, you said. No, this is like kind of like Everclear-ish, which they came out right after Hole was kind of fit. Well, the fading. difference between the two is Everclear is just poppy. trash. Well, whatever. Everclear was one of those trash. opportunistic bands that was like, oh, yeah, we've been bumming around. Let's do some angsty songs yeah, but, and cry about our deadbeat dads. I hate Everclear. Okay, but doesn't every band have a track on their out, you know, their LP or whatever you want to call that might be a little softer or off the beaten path? It's just not so good bands. Up money. No. No, everybody I, yeah. does. There are no Alice in Chains songs that are like that. There are no Soundgarden songs that are like that. I mean, grunge bands Black Hole were... Sun was like totally commercial. Oh, totally Black commercial. Is good. It's good, but it's totally like Black Hole Sun. Everybody but wants to listen like, to this. The riffs are like it's a thousand totally... pound weights, man. Black Hole Sun is a great song. How dare you? You should listen to him desecrate the court by the himself of Chris oh, Cornell. Oh, my God. Do what? Acoustic by himself. Chris Cornell does that. Oh, on bro it's awesome like pearl jam even flow i mean every band metallica put out some commercial oh, stuff you're jumping on that bandwagon dude no metallica not, gets beat up i'm on the bandwagon yeah. with i the, love the counting crows the shrek song no i love what or big yellow taxi or everything they ever did yeah Shut exactly up. i'll even Ow. love what lars said i'm all about it when they said People were saying Metallica sold out. He goes, yeah, we sold out every show. I love that. <laughs> that's a great thing. The Metallica thing, with, the thing the that's page. always got me with Metallica is it became really popular to pile on these guys. They got soft. They got soft. No, not really. Nah. If you go back and you listen to the original stuff, it's just as heavy as the late stuff. The difference is everybody around them Jumped got harder. The, yeah. But – Metallica, dude, come on, man. If you don't love the Black Album, you're a loser. No. I'm just I'm love, not talking to you. I'm talking to the general public. 
The Black Album is where people are like, oh, it's all commercial. Dude, it's a great. My point is that I love it all, but everybody's got a song that just might be right there on the on the line of like, you know, what they did with which is within their, their wheelhouse, but it's all good to me. Yeah, and like oh, Bismarcky, just a friend. Come on, <laughs> you always stupid. Kanye, I do, gold digger. I Jesus, do have to say, on. oh god, that's horrible. Um, I do have to say though, you, it's funny you invoke Chris Cornell's name. Chris Cornell to me, I made this statement to one of my oh. kids the other day, the aspiring rock and roll artist, and I told him Chris Cornell is one of the best ten rock and roll front men. Of all time, I would put him. I would put him in the top five, easy. Oof, top five. All right, you're in the you're into the realm of like the Freddie Mercury's of the world. The I Robert think he's Plants under underappreciated. Underappreciated for sure because Soundgarden, People although they know. were big for a minute, Soundgarden paled in comparison to what Pearl Jam was. And Soundgarden's a better band. And he's been doing. Oh, yeah. He did it since the seventies, mm, like no, the late seventies. Chris <laughs> Cornell did. did. No. Yeah. No. Eighties. 80s, yes. Late 80s, sorry. Yes. Now, fun fact for everybody that's out there. Soundgarden was the very first of the grunge bands to get signed out of Seattle. People don't know that. They got buried on the record label, but I promise you, Soundgarden was the first grunge band to be signed to a record label. Go back and listen to all these bands, grunge bands, and tell me that Soundgarden's not your... I am going to your buy you. absolutely favorite. And then the dude just switches gears... He's get he gets basically traded for another front man, goes to Audio Slave and tears it up over there. Audio Slave is a good band too. Audio Slave, listen to some of the games. It almost wasn't fair, but uh, no, Soundgarden, the early stuff, Bad Motorfinger, great album. Anyway, I digress. Back to what the Rams are going to do. I predict the Rams win this thing going away in a blowout. I do think there will be some moments in the second half where America's like, uh-oh, uh-oh, Breeze about to do his thing, about to do his thing. I think the pass rush is going to be the difference. They're going to check those receivers at the line. Kamara's going to have a man spying him everywhere he goes. They will not be able to run Ingram up the middle. And Michael Thomas is going to be harassed enough that Breeze is not going to know where the ball's coming out. He does not like pressure in his face. The best two pass rushers for the Rams, and in fact, maybe the best two pass rushers left in the playoffs, play in the middle of that Rams line. They are going to be at Breeze often. Fletcher Cox made Andrus Pete his girlfriend this weekend. Yeah, he got hurt, though. And Fletcher Cox, as good as he is, he is a legit Pro Bowl caliber player, is nowhere near the player that Aaron Donald is. Donald and Sue are going to wreak havoc. I think the Rams win this big. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder anyway. They're believing their own hype, and they got a lot of guys out there trying to get paid. Here's the deal. On Breeze and Brady, rush up the middle. Have your pressure. I mean, it can come from all different places, but constant if you get constant pressure up the middle, these guys don't like that, especially Breeze. He's short. If you rush from the sides all game long, they're going to pick you apart. Of like course. all game long. Rush up the middle and like Yeah, it's mine. It's the one. It's mine that keeps dinging. Sorry. All right, okay. Well, it was yours the other time. I mean, nobody I'm was just, complaining about I'm yours. I'm not complaining. I'm just He trying always to blames out. me though first. So but rush up that. the middle. I mean, look. I mean, it sounds same, easy enough to do. And if Donald, and if it was just that easy to get at Brady up the middle, they would. 
I mean, yeah, but you you run into all these teams trying to like rush from the edge and stuff like that. If he's we're just gonna, gonna talk, step, <laughs> he's gonna right. step up in the pocket and like pick you apart or throw like these little little dink and dunk passes. You have a player in Darnold that can go up the middle, backwards, sideways, over the top, and he can do everything. So you got to use that to the best of your ability. All right. I mean, I think we're all on the same sheet of music. Anybody want to go against the Rams here? Nah. All right. Rams it is in the NFC Championship. It's unanimous, and we don't do that often. Over on the AFC side of things, I am sick to death. Of the Patriots? Of hearing about Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes, what he did this year, what he did this year was nothing short of Amazing. Nothing short of amazing. There is no taking away from that. Historic. However, we ain't ready to crown this dude yet. The king is still alive and kicking. And if anybody doubted the king, they didn't pay close attention to what happened to San Diego when they rolled into that buzzsaw in Foxborough. Okay, let me ask you a question, guys. Sure. Both of you. Yeah. Trent, I know you're a Denver fan, right? That's why you hate Pat Mahomes. Why are you sick of Pat Mahomes, Chris? Like, I don't get it. Like, I'm, I'm going to tell, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. It's I'll not why. his fault. I'll, I'll let you answer the question. Sure. It's not his fault. We can't help that all these guys like want to talk about Pat Mahomes and have to like build up the game and stuff like that. But, dude, minus him talking like a freaking fraggle. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with him. He doesn't say anything wrong. He doesn't get too cute. He just put up 50 touchdowns in a regular season, and now in his really, truly first year in the league, he's in the AFC Championship game. So what is your problem with him? My problem is that we had three and a half hours this weekend of a slurp fest about how good this guy is. Is it his fault? It's not it, it's not for me to assess blame. See, women do that. They're like, who's to blame? I'm a problem solver. So I don't know about the blame game. I don't care who's to blame. I'm just telling you that it is what it is. Here's why I'm sick of Pat Mahomes. <coughs> Pat Mahomes may well find himself in the Hall of Fame 20 years from now. Pat Mahomes is doing great things in an era where game plans and rules are tilted toward him being able to do those things. Okay? Pat Mahomes, hey, Brandon, looking at me like I'm crazy. Here's what no, I'm going to tell you. Fault. Is mean, that in this all day these and quarterback age, careers, like, you know, all these quarterbacks are they're benefiting from the same – Advantages. I got like, you. What are you talking about? Okay, like, when he wins a Super Bowl and does something that all of those contemporaries of his haven't done, I'll be excited about it. That's the thing. Andy Reid is a guy who is going to throw the ball as often as he possibly can. He would sooner throw it to a running back than hand off to a running back. Quarterbacks in the, his systems are always going to have big numbers. Everything's aligned, and I'm not taking weight. Pat Mahomes... By the time we get to two weeks from now, if he's won an NFL championship, a Super Bowl trophy, I may say, you know what? He's the best quarterback in football. But the reason I'm down on him is I'm tired of the hype when, from an athletic standpoint, 
I have not yet seen that young man do a single thing that John Elway or Brett Favre was incapable of doing and did over and over and over again. And we pretend, the national media, that we've never seen anybody throw a ball sidearm through a slot or through interference on the line of scrimmage. John Elway! Elway had the biggest arm and threw it from every crazy angle there was to. Brett Favre did it for a million years. That was what set those guys apart. So if Mahomes replicates their success over a period of years, then Mahomes belongs in that category. Okay, but you're you're complaining about the talking heads. I am. And you're a Kyler Murray guy. What do you think he's going to do in the league? Kyler Murray. He, he runs a lot. He's super cute running out there. Like, I mean, it's nothing to do with Pat Mahomes. This dude has gone out and he's this he's tied Tom Brady for the most second most touchdowns in a regular season. What, fifty? Dude, just let it play out. I don't understand why why you're so Tired upset about it. Tired of hearing about him. I just I want to see. <laughs> that, that's, I mean, that's first, my rationale. It's his first full year in the league. Yeah, right? I know. And I, what's I, the I, problem? I, I want to see how he maintains, though. The bar is so high. So if he only throws thirty touchdowns next year, is that is that regression? I, I mean, uh, what about Kareem Hunt? What's no, it, I know, what, but I'm wondering about Kareem that. Where's Kareem Hunt right now? It doesn't Sitting on the couch getting ready to sign with the That's Bears. That's right. And he like moves past that okay. and he's in the AFC okay, Championship. All we yeah. heard about, all the only thing we heard about this weekend is how great Mahomes is. Mahomes is the best. How many touchdown passes Mahomes throw this weekend? I think he just threw zero. Oh yeah. But zero. Look, but you're, the, you're, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're like that's fake news right there, brother. Because everything that they did was basically set up by the fact he's so dangerous. That, Fair, yeah, uh, that's he, reasonable. But you're also you're you're acting as if Travis Kelsey is not the best tight end in the world. You know, I Tyreek Hill is an All Pro receiver. Sammy Watkins would be the absolute number one in 25 cities in the in the in the league. The kid is surrounded with great weapons. Now it's so easy let's to go back. No, no, and it's easy to mess that team. up. It I would get be, it. It would be, team. I mean, he's I, doing better than Alex Smith could with the same weapons. I get you, but let's go back and like rip Joe Montana of all his stuff because he had he had Jerry Rice, man. I'm with you. Like I'm saying, like, why are we like so concerned? Is it because like we're all plugged into the media and social media and like ESPN because this guy could potentially be the face of the league maybe in all a couple of years? All of that. Well, that's a you problem. And it's, and it's not it's not that he could be the face of the league. It's that there are a fair number of people already in the, the telecast this weekend that he is the face of the league. What? Is the face of the league? Look to Foxborough, Chris. Yes. Before Deshaun Watson got hurt last year, uh huh. He was the new face of the league. I hear you, and I mean, that's my point. What's Deshaun same, Watson doing right now? But it's, but it's the ESPN culture. Trey Young was the face of the league. You know what I'm saying? And that's I just hated how it Trey is. Young too. Okay. We'll finish that thought on the other side. You're listening from the Cheesies. Crystal Lambert and Brandon Atkins always help me with my draft picks, but I sure wish they would stop hanging out with Zeke Elliott. When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will. 
solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. But if you really want to know what's going on, Professor Trent, they should listen to you and me, Diamond Dave Kaplan. We've got a better grasp on sports, I think. It's astute analysis. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Oh, baby, you... You got what I need. I don't know how we got from hold to Bismarck. I'm sorry, Bismarcky. That's a really sad song. I love Bismarcky. Like, you know what I mean? You say he's just a friend. And he's the big fat guy with a mouthful of teeth. You know, feel like he got bullied and kicked to the curb. Why would you treat a man oh, that way? Baby. One of I his like best friends is so Big Daddy Kane. We still really? gotta, I didn't know. Yeah. We got to do the the rap top 20. We definitely have to. But I'm show. telling you, head over to Twitter, Rock Band Playoffs. Hashtag Rock Band Playoffs. Um, it'll be going on for the next couple of months. Going to take probably another three, four weeks to get through round one. Then all of those bands that made it through unscathed We'll move on and go head-to-head until we've narrowed it down to the greatest rock band in the history of rock music. Okay, here's my deal about the Chiefs and the Colts. A, the Chiefs did on offense what they did. The Colts' defense is good, but the Chiefs figured out a way to beat them, obviously. They made them not look so good. The Colts' defense is very young. B, the Chiefs' defense has never played that good. This was the best game they played all year. And C... Andrew Luck couldn't throw the ball. Thank you. Something was wrong, and you called it out too. Something was not right about Andrew Luck. He was skipping passes. He was floating passes. He had a wide-open T.Y. Hilton running down the sideline, and he floated it long enough where the Chiefs defender could get in there and do it. Whether it was the weather or the wear and tear of this being Andrew Luck's first season back, and I'm not an Andrew Luck apologist. I like him. Pat Mahomes is going to be the MVP. Well, well, if he's injured and something's going on with his shoulder, then whatever. Okay. The last time he was in this kind of weather, he had that same effect against New England. All right, so let's just keep him in warm, warm areas from here on for the rest of his. Well, that's been the mo with Drew Brees' but, his entire career. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I saw y'all's text going back and forth. You say you're not an apologist. It sounds like you guys are apologists. Oh. Because how? Show me what I said that made him an apologist. I'm not saying I, I can't that. show you right now, but it was like, oh, he must be hurt. He must he be is hurt. He, there is not a doubt in my mind he was hurt. And okay, like Trent said, and it's I mean, it could be that it's just a dome team going to play in the snow. It could be that that cold weather was in his shoulder. It could be that this was their 18th game of the year. I don't know. But Andrew Luck in week 18 
playing in the divisional round. That was not Andrew Luck okay. from this from well, this this run that okay, they've been well, on. Then going back to like media in the NFL and ESPN propping up quarterbacks. Has Andrew Luck not had the most help of any quarterback in the last, I don't know, no. six or seven the years? Most help, no. Help like, how? Well, I From mean, the just, media? Just hyping him up. How? And stuff. Because, I mean, he's in commercials. He's like supposed to be the best. The the guy who replaced Peyton Manning. Like and eight stuff like years that. ago. Okay. Well, they haven't propped him up at all this okay, year. They okay, haven't. Well, I don't well, even think they've hurt. given him enough credit for coming back into. Dude. Okay, Nobody he's even knew if he would ever throw a did football Indy, again. Did Indy play a single primetime game this year? And I mean that honestly. I don't know if they did because I don't recall seeing them in primetime. I think maybe. But, I mean, but for y'all saying that he's hurt and that's why the re- the reason they lost to the Chiefs. I'm not saying it's the only I'm reason, like, but it right, certainly okay, well, was a contributing factor. There's a lot of. So know, what's going to be the reason when Peyton, the Chiefs get stomped by the Patriots next week? But Peyton Manning doesn't even get credit still for, your last quarterback, uh, for your last Super Bowl that you won in Denver. But he like, shouldn't. Okay, well, Von Miller. All right, well, won it's too bad for Andrew Luck. He got hurt. I mean, it's I mean, the NFL. I'm not, I'm not shedding any tears, and I'm not taking away from what the Chiefs did <clears> because <throat> at this point in the season, there's wear and tear on everybody. And I told you, I remember back early in the season when Cincinnati went into Indianapolis. I was like, I am shocked that that. Andrew Luck is making throws that he's able to make that quick off of shoulder surgery. He's back. What he was in those early weeks and then through the stretch they went on down the stretch, it just was not the same guy. I would like to see a pool of NFL GMs if a healthy Andrew Luck or a Pat Mahomes, who would they want to run their franchise? Every one of them would take Pat Mahomes. Every single one of them. No way. Every single one one. Yeah, you just you just took it a step too far. No you're way, like the dude. you're like the drunk guy, and we're like playing beer pong, and you're like, "Well, I'm gonna go jump off the roof." Um, no, I'm not down with that. No, Pat Mahomes, he's younger, <laughs> he's more athletic, he doesn't have the injury history. He, I mean, the only advantage that most quarterbacks might have on Pat Mahomes is that they don't talk like a muppet. But Andrew Luck talks like a muppet too. He's started, and he has a neck beard. He's only started 19 games. I, I hear you, brother. So why, wait till next year. We don't even have any idea what Pat Mahomes is. Given what I saw from Andrew Luck this week. A healthy the Andrew only, Luck. The only two quarterbacks that I'm walking out of this season with real question marks about, Andrew Luck and Cam Newton. Because when I said Cam Newton's ass was hurt, I didn't hear you talking about, oh, you're a Cam Newton apologist. Cam, the last couple of weeks of the season, before they shut him down, Cam was obviously hurt. The NFL has never liked Cam Newton. That's but, the difference. But was but That's wait a minute, hold on, hold on. Let me finish my point. Cam Newton has never been liked by the the refs. Because Cam's the an NFL. asshole. Well, you say that, but like, who cares? Like, we don't pay these guys to be like good guys. They need to get first downs, touchdowns. You know, he, he had uh, Ed Hockley a couple of years ago. He gets like totally. You know, uh, roughed by the defense. Ed Hockey League goes, you haven't been in the league long enough to get that call. Well, Luck gets those calls. Dude, that's like oh, yeah. all the time. Eight years Luck. ago. No, it's not. It's like only like three years ago. Anyway, long story short, just give up on Luck, dude. He He's injury prone. He does talk like a Muppet. He talks injury like prone. He didn't get injured this year. Well, according to you guys, he did. I'm, no. telling he, you he's like, I'm just saying he must he, have had injured fatigue or whatever. He no. wasn't injured all year until the KC game, and you guys are like 
texting back and forth. Oh, he's not right. He's hurt. Brandon, his I arms, would challenge you. His no arms. Shit. I would it, it looks like his arms hanging off his body. I would. I would challenge you seriously. I mean, I'm not saying it to make excuses. I'm saying it as an objective observer. I don't give a rip about the Colts or Andrew Luck. In fact, I kind of hate Andrew Luck because I traveled all the way to Indianapolis to Lucas Oil to watch them beat the Bengals in the first round of the playoffs. It still pissed me off that I wasted that trip when A.J. Green wasn't going to play. If I'd have known A.J. was going to be inactive, I wouldn't have made the trip. But here's my thing. I'm saying it as an objective reserver. What I saw, and it had nothing to do with my pick, I thought with the way the Colts were playing, with the way Luck had that offense going, that they could challenge the Chiefs. To me, it was a sexy pick. I'm just telling you that in that game, it was pretty apparent early on there was something wrong with his arm. Brandon, you're ignoring the fact that about a month ago, I sent you guys a text and said, am I the only one that doesn't see that Cam Newton is hurt? By the end of the game, the announcers are like, eh, something's wrong with the arm. And then they shut him down the next week. I made exactly the same observation about Luck. Cam Newton was hurt. Andrew Luck was hurt, and it may not be that it was an injury. It may just have been that surgically repaired shoulder wasn't ready for the cold. It could have been that it was just too many throws in that arm for one year. I don't know, but he was not 100%. Now, if he was, does that mean they roll in and and do their thing at Arrowhead? Maybe, maybe not. I'm concerned this next week that – Bob Sutton's defense for the Chiefs, it has nothing to do with what the Chiefs are going to do on offense. First of all, Tyreek Hill's not going to run free. They're not going to fall for the old banana in a tailpipe reverse and let Tyreek Hill run for 60 yards on the reserve. On the reverse. That's not going to happen. The New England Patriots are going to come in with a game plan and force Andy Reid to run the football. He is not going to want to. If he does like Sean McVay did, and says, you know what? I can beat these guys running the football. The Chiefs may win this thing. If he refuses to do that, which he likely will because he's Andy Reid, the Patriots are going to beat them. Bob Sutton's defense for the Chiefs is too vanilla to beat the Patriots when it matters. That's my call. I get you, but didn't that just happen? Didn't Didn't we already watch the KC run the ball? Like, I mean, Damian Williams might as well be like Emmitt Smith. Because running they, against that cover two that the Colts went out there and running against what Belichick's going to scheme for him is two different things. I just we, honestly we believe know. this will be a bit of a track meet, but I'm telling you right now, that, and it's, this is just my prediction. It's at the heart. It has nothing to do with Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes as much as it does Bob Sutton, who is what he is as a coordinator. He is going to rush for. He is going to play zone. If he does not come out of that and mix in some man, exactly the same thing that happened to the Chargers, because that's what they did, is going to happen to him. Bob Sutton's never changed. I don't think he's going to change this week. He's a hard-headed, grumpy old man. I think that's what's going to happen. You, we, We've had this conversation, Breeze and Brady in particular, but Brady better than anybody ever in the history of football. If he knows where he's going with the ball before the snap, you're dead. And that's what I think is going to happen because it's not like there's a whole bunch of horses okay, in that your, back seven for that Kansas City defense. All right, what's y'all's pick then? Uh, Brady. New England? Well, yeah, I think they've already beaten them. They have a book on them. And if I had to bet, unlike last week, if I had to bet against Bilicek, Josh McDaniels, and Tom Brady or Mahomes, 
uh, Andy Reid, Eric Bellamy, and Sutton, who I didn't even know. It's a horrible. I would. There's no way in the world. Welcome aboard. I hate New England, but boy, that bandwagon is moving along. We'll see you start second hour. You're listening from the cheap seats. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Are you ready to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with REMAX Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. I'm Chris DeLambert. I'm Brandon Atkins. I'm Professor Trent Nichols. Coming to you from the cheap seats. All right, welcome back. That was a spirited first hour. Brandon and I have kissed and made up. Yes. And, uh, and it was gross. <laughs> yeah. Is that a cut through? I think it is. <laughs> we had some dude like try to cut through our studio, like thinking he was going to get from one parking area to the other. And we were like, can we help you? And he was like, I'm just going through this cut through. Yeah, it's cut through here. Oh, what are you talking about? Yeah, I go this way all the time. How about you get out of the studio? <laughs> <laughs> bounce, baby, bounce. All right, so just to be clear, I am. I, I hearken back. You know, I got I went to a million different schools, grew up in a lot of different places. You hearken? I do. And I moved to Austin, Texas back in the late 80s. And I remember the very first day of school as I was going through the registration process. And some guy, I had an Ohio State sweatshirt on that particular day. And a guy stopped me and he's like, Ohio State. Ohio State sucks. And I was like, really? Because I think we beat Texas A&M in the, in the Cotton Bowl a couple of years ago. And in effect, I think it was the previous year. And he was like, I hate Texas A&M too. But I got respect. Hook them horns. But, yeah, I got respect for the Maggies. I learned something from that redneck in that moment. It's okay to have respect for teams you hate. I hate everything about Brady. I, I hate the guy's life. I know beyond any shadow of a doubt he made a deal with Satan. Satan owns his soul. This guy is going to his 13th AFC championship game. Yeah. His 13th. Now, I think, without looking it up, I think this is five for Andy Reid. Andy Reid is one of those guys. I said it about about uh, Phillip Rivers last week. Phillip Rivers deserves a Super Bowl. He probably blew his best chance for one this year because the Chargers are the Chargers, and they'll come back to the pack because that's just how they do. I thought – 
New England might be vulnerable. Maybe Phillip Rivers can go in there and and win at Foxborough, get out of there, and get to the Super Bowl. No such luck. And I think it's probably done for Rivers. Rivers only got a couple years left yeah. in him anyway. Yeah. Andy Reid is the next guy. And I know Trent hates Andy Reid. A lot of people give Andy Reid a lot of grief. Can't win in the playoffs, blah, 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 blah. They forget when he was in Philly, he went to four straight AFC championship teams games with that NFC. team. NFC, I mean. Four straight <laughs> NFC championships teams. Um, the last one in a Super Bowl. was T.O. in the Super Bowl playing sick where Donovan McNabb was puking, had nerves and all that stuff, and they weren't able to pull it off. Andy Reid <coughs> is a great NFL coach. Um, there are his detractors. There are people that take away. If he goes in with this particular offense after this particular run, 13-3, and three, the number one seed in the AFC, and loses to a 41-year-old Tom Brady – Ugh. Then it will be fair to say about Andy Reid, he can't win when it matters. Mm, I don't. I totally disagree. But. Well, here's my thing. I want to see the Chiefs. <laughs> Trent's looking at me sideways. I if don't understand goes, how if he loses, how can you disagree that he can win when it matters? Because you're playing against arguably the best franchise Who gives ever. A frick? If you want to be the best, beat the best. All right, you're just trying to instigate. No, that. I'm not instigating nothing. I'm speaking the facts. Don't give him an excuse. Oh, he had to play against the Patriots. He's still Pat good. Holmes threw 50 touchdowns oh, in a regular season. Andrew Luck looks like he hurt his elbow. Why are we talking about old stuff? All right, we're talking about old stuff because he's being ridiculous. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just, like, if you get beat I'm by Belichick. you guys are into it now, and I can sit back and No, but, I mean, if you get beat by Belichick. And Tom Brady. Oh, you're a great coach because you can win all the games that don't matter. But when you have to beat a team, whether it's the Patriots or not, you can't. Okay, I'll give you a pass. All right, here's here's what I'm going to say. I'll buy him a freaking hot dog. Here's what I'm going to say. What I want to see, and, this, and bearing in mind that I said I hate the Patriots, what I want to see happen more than anything in this offseason or this, this postseason, I want to see the Rams in the Super Bowl for the championship against the Patriots so that they can beat them and exact revenge all these years later for what kicked off this crazy run that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have gone on, which really comes down to a lot of luck and probably some cheating, to be perfectly honest. A lot of cheating. That doggone Rams-Patriots Super Bowl I swear to you, for those of you that are too young to know, those that Rams team was one of the best football teams there has ever been. The Patriots, they shouldn't have been in the game in the first place. Oakland was the team that should have represented the AFC. That was the tuck rule year. I remember. Where in the snow, Brady and Belichick got laced and got through into the Super Bowl. And that's the first time we were introduced to the Patriots cheating their behinds off because you know all this stuff marshall fox talked about it a million times where they, they were recording they were recording all their plays and all that stuff they totally cheated but also lost a lot of money on that game <laughs> and on top of all the cheating it was like a perfect storm game for the patriots yes what i would like to see if that super bowl happens this year i'd like the rams to come out as a team and not individually 
introduce everybody like at the beginning of the game come out as a team almost well, almost isn't it poking one of fun the, isn't it one of the greatest myths in the history of sports because now it is commonplace but that was the first time we'd ever seen it in a big game like that the patriots came out as a team instead of introducing their players one at a time and people have said, well, that game was over right then. No, that game was over in the days preceding when the Rams went out and practiced and the Patriots taped everything and knew all of the calls and audibles that were coming. Right. That's what really happened. And the NFL, boy, you want to talk about the Zabruder tape and the Kennedy assassination? Dude, you want to talk about a cover-up. The NFL, the FBI and CIA ain't got nothing on the NFL. How quick did that go away? I like my brother-in-law is a huge Patriots fan and I sent him a meme where it's got Belichick wearing a cap and he's got a broom and he's a janitor with KC stuff on. He's like looking around, sweeping, just making sure, you know, he's seeing all the plays that they're going to put together. I sent it to my brother-in-law and he was like, I don't get it. Like they, they put their heads in the sand, dude. They're like, we just want to win. Right. And you know what? Hey, an old man told me a long time ago, if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. To be fair, Peyton Manning and the Colts, everybody always wondered why they weren't as effective outside of the Dome. Part of it was weather. Part of it was that during Peyton Manning's entire tenure there, they used to pump fake noise into the in through the PA system during times where the crowd was cheering to amplify the noise. Yeah, but Teams they weren't take taking advantage of things like that. The Patriots are notorious at home for the other team's communication system going out. And just so that you know how that works, if one side loses communication, the other side has to has to cut theirs off as well. Yeah, right. The Patriots were always prepared for it, and it would happen at big moments. It, it's amazing. I mean, well, if that happens to the Rams, they might be in deep trouble. They would be done. Deep trouble. If they had to go into Foxborough to play. No, if it happened in the Super Bowl. No, I know what I'm saying. In the Super Bowl, there's a lot of eyes. It's a neutral site, all the rest of that stuff. But if the Rams had to go into Foxborough to play a meaningful game late in the year, bro, you better believe the comms would go out. Sean McVay is in. Sean McVay may cause the NFL to change the rules. Right now, they keep the mic live into the quarterback's helmet up to 15 seconds left on the play clock. There are a lot of teams out there that I'm sure will be with the rules committee this year and like, ah, let's dial that back just a little bit. Because McVay is actually making reads at the doggone line of scrimmage for Jared Goff. That kind of flies in the face of what the intent for the rules was. And that's why like, it's perfect that he decided, hey, I got one of the best running backs that's ever lived. I got a great offensive line. And I got one of the best defensive player on earth right now. So like let's just run that. It doesn't matter what's going on in the headphones. Like, I got Donald. Let's rush the passer. I got Sue, who you called out, as one of the you know, he like really stepped up. I got an awesome awesome offensive line. I got a guy like uh named Todd Gurley that can run holes through any def- any defense in the league. So let's just go. Well, and that's why it's scary for the Patriots because really McVeigh really doesn't have to do anything. Well, the Patriots don't won't make the yourself. Super Bowl. The Patriots won't make the Super Bowl. Okay, it's plain and simple. So you think the Chiefs get them this week? Yeah, because wow, Patrick oh, okay. Mahomes is the new face of the NFL. He's you the greatest the thing since sliced. Job the Patriots. Okay, yes, and then 
What was the number one watched football game next to the Super Bowl in the last 10 years? The Rams versus the Chiefs. And all they want to do is hype that up and have the rematch. Interesting. So the Patriots won't make it. It's the end of an era. Bilicek will retire after they lose in the AFC Championship. Josh McDaniels will take over. The Chiefs will go and face the Rams. Final prediction. Because that was a whole game. lot of predictions rolled up into one. I know it was, there. and because Casey's getting jobbed against the Patriots. No, I'm just Casey's so it was clear. not. Casey's no, he's saying winning. that New England is going to get jobbed, and that the NFL no. will deliver Casey. They may not even game. get jobbed. Kansas City will beat New England. Okay, somehow, some way, because Pat Mahomes is the new super stud. The new greatest player in the NFL. He's passing Brady's so, passing the torch so everybody, to Pat Mahomes. So the NFL is it's just, all about the Rams and the Chiefs right now. So the NFL is just giving it, giving it to it's Pat. Like WWE. So See, just giving it to him, like no, so all year, he's like a race all year. No, he's gonna. Is he? I'm just curious he about it. this. Trent, they I'm, didn't give it I, to I him. I want you to be on record. KC's good, right? Yes. Okay. Are they? Are they gonna win it? Through their own merit, or like, are, is the NFL going to give them this win against who? Pats, the team that we're talking about right now. The NFL, are you saying the NFL, are you saying it's a fix? A fix is in. Kansas City will win this game. All right, is it because of a fix or because they're the best team in the AFC? Kansas City will win. This oh okay. God, here we go. All right, see, I disagree with you a thousand percent. Because I think if the NFL He's had its way, right now. I think if the NFL had its way, the thing that they want is Brady and Breeze in the Super Bowl together. I, I really, honestly do. Because if Mahomes comes up short of the Super Bowl, that's fine. They got the whole off season, you know, to hype up Kansas City. Can they make the, you know, can they make the next step? Blah 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 blah. On and on and on. But I think that the the national media would love nothing more than a legit clash of the titans between Breeze and Brady. I agree. For the 40 and older supremacy. And we've said it before. I honestly think that if Breeze messes around and finds a way to win a Super Bowl this year, I think he supplants Peyton Manning. So if the fix is in the NFL, just like everyone said against my Broncos, oh, they only went to the Super Bowl and won because it was Peyton Manning's last game. If the fix is in, then the Patriots will face the Saints or the Chiefs will face the Rams, plain and simple. So if it ends up any other combination, then it was not If a it's the <laughs> Chiefs versus the Saints, it's not a fix. If it's me. the Patriots versus the Rams, then it's not fixed. But that's – okay. <laughs> that's totally opposite what you said earlier. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, my God. My official prediction is the Chiefs will play – the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl. Okay, cool. So, on their own merit, though, right? Well, they have. They're not going to show up. They're not going to wait. They're not going to show up to Foxborough, and Roger Goodell's going to be like, "Winner and new champion." They're not playing in Foxborough. They're not. They're not they have to so, play. It. Oh, so okay, if, they're not going to show up at Arrowhead. So Trent and say, play, "Okay, you won." When they show up in Foxborough, then we know the fix is in. <laughs> we'll see you on the other side of the break. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. I was stolen from my parents. 
I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hey Clarice, can we please put on the new Justin Bieber album? Hold on, Dad will be mad if we don't listen to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back from the Cheap Seats. I'm Kristen Lambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, and I don't know about that last segment. I don't. I don't. And sometimes I think some things are better left on the cutting room floor. I don't know. We'll Isn't that see funny? How that all worked out. We never lose those. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Oh, that's that's kind of amazing. Um, so on Thursday night, the seventeenth, trivia, January seventeenth, I'll be hosting trivia at Libations on Chatham. We have a theme every week, and I think the theme this week will be thunderstorms, or just storms in general. Storms. How do you like it? Yeah, storms. So I think music will do at least one round about songs about rain. Um, Probably do like famous storms. I feel a Stormy Daniels. Oh, question dude, coming on. You know no. that's coming. I'm going to do a Trump round just in honor of Stormy Daniels, for sure. So there, there are your marching orders. It will be definitely a Trump round, and the tie to the storm will be Stormy Daniels. Um, or should we do like um, – no, we'll do the Stormy Daniels round, um, but we'll do celebrity side pieces. Yes, I like it. I like it. I like mm. it. In fact, the movie about Gary Hart is out right now. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I need to check it out. Um, Isn't it funny? Gary Hart seems so tame, dude, compared to what we've seen. Oh in my the last- god! Right? Oh, like Gary Hart's Hart. like Bill Clinton's getting ahead in the Oval Office, and I couldn't be president because I got caught on a boat. Gary Hart was on a boat with some chick in his lap, and then like Bill Clinton's like, it depends on what your definition is <laughs> is is. <laughs> Gary Hart is like, I totally got ribbed off. Yeah, he did. Gary Hart, I, I remember. I was a kid at the time. But Gary Hart, it was, I think it was a lock. Gary yeah, Hart he was, was going to be our president. He, he looked the part. He talked the part. He was cool. He was a moderate. And then he went out on a boat. And somebody had a camera. And somebody had a camera. And that was it. And it wasn't even social media, man. It took weeks for that stuff to unearth. And he stepped aside gracefully. Nowadays, politicians don't know how to do that. They're like, yeah, uh... The Senator Robert Craig from Delaware was caught in a bathroom with three male Thai hookers, and <laughs> he's, he ain't stepping now. You kicking, can have kicking a kicking and screaming, dog. Hey, hey, like, oh, it wasn't me. Nowadays, he can have pre- a press conference while having intercourse. <laughs> And still be elected for anything that you want. Go on the old police academy route. Remember the the hooker under the podium when they're giving the commencement? Oh, my God. Yeah, I just had that visual. It was awesome. Anybody that doesn't know the reference, you can watch police academy. That's the best part of the whole movie. Um, All right, anyway, so we've decided that Trent is taking – he's going off the res and taking the Chiefs. He says if it is 
the Chiefs, Rams in the Super Bowl that it's a fix. Yes. And then if it is the Saints and the Patriots in the Super Bowl, right, is it, it is a fix. WWE. You right. said is, though. What's your definition of is? <laughs> it depends on that. Oh, dear. So I'm going with the Patriots. I'm not going to believe that Tom Brady is going to lose to a rookie quarterback and a head coach who hadn't won very often in big moments like this. I'm not going to believe it till I see it. I do have to qualify it by saying the Patriots on the road are not the Patriots at Foxborough in the postseason. No, no, not at all. I think their record overall on the road in the playoffs during the Belichick era, I think it's 1-7. Yeah, it's pretty bad. 1-7. in. Yeah. No, yeah. one in seven, one in eight, something bad. It is oh, bad. Oh, dude, and the Chiefs fans, oh, my Lord. In Kansas City, they're going to be loud. on fire. They are. Um, it's going to be cold. The interesting piece of this is that the Patriots up there in Boston with bad weather have only practiced indoor or out – or, excuse me, have only practiced indoors twice all year. The Chiefs practicing indoors right now. The weather will not be a factor with Brady and his boys. Whether or not it is for the Chiefs remains to be seen. Um, it's going to be interesting. But I promise they're not going to come out and struggle the way the Colts did early where they just repeatedly kept letting that Chiefs offense back out on the field. You know what? We've missed this whole thing. What's a, that? the first thing in the game that surprised me was that the Patriots took the ball after winning the coin toss. That was surprising. They Everyone usually defers. B, how does the defensive coordinator for the Chargers have a job right now? I don't know. Now? Anthony they Lynn and his staff. absolutely nothing to adjust, and Brady and Josh McDaniels laughed all the way to the AFC Championship game. That was the worst defense I've ever seen in my life. They and did Bob zero. Sutton, Bob Sutton zero is just to as hard Anthony Lynn's mantra since he took the job in San Diego do what has you, been, do what we do. Do what we we'll do. We'll be fine. Both, you stuck. And you sucked. Be- and, and here's the difference is that we've got 20 years now of Belichick and whomever the offensive coordinator and Brady coming out and saying, we don't give a rip. Brandon said what we ought to do or what we want to do. We're going to do what it takes to win the ball game. Brandon's complaining. How does a running backs coach get fired? How does this defensive coordinator not? How does he have a job right now? I want you to remember that this weekend when you watch this game, if I'm correct, because I'm telling you that Bob Sutton defense is going to come out. They're going to rush forward. They're going to play zone all day, regardless of the outcome. If they do, they're going to get destroyed. And the crazy piece of this is, you look at the Patriots and what makes them great. Brady's great. Brady is awesome. Who's that guy in Kansas City? Fletcher London? Who's London their best Fletcher? pass runner? What are you talking about? I don't know his name. Justin Houston. Oh, yeah, Justin and Houston. And D4. I thought it was Fletcher London. No, no. Well, I don't know what Derek you're talking Derek Thomas. About, yeah. <laughs> Neil Smith. Um, I don't have no – what the f- – uh, why do you do that? So, my thing with the Patriots, the greatest thing about the Patriots is not Tom Brady. It's not Gronk. It's not Belichick. It's as an organization, they're okay to go out and have James White have 15 catches one week. 
and Edelman another 13, what, 28 catches between the two of them. Those guys may not touch the football this week. And nobody in that locker room is going to complain about. Sonny Michelle had three touchdowns and 120 plus yards this year, or this week. It may be Russ Burkhead. It may be a Rex Burkhead. It who knows what but it's going to so be. Who is that? No, is it Josh McDaniels? Who knows? Josh McDaniels You've and Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. No, of course you do. And what I'm saying is, is it's not just coming up with that plan. It's being able to implement that. Because if Dallas went in this week to to uh, or last week to play against the Rams, and they came out of there, and Zeke Elliott had only touched the ball. 10 times over there would have been over. hell to pay if if the Steelers were in the playoffs and Antonio Brown only got two touches hell to pay the fact that for all these years that locker room has been completely devoid of attitude and and pride when it comes to how many touches I'm getting that is what to me defines the Patriot way. That's what I'll be talking to my grandkids about when I'm like, I hated those damn Patriots. But God dog. You know, you think this well, team is good now. You ought to see well, what here, Belichick here, did back in the day. Here's one thing too. The Patriots are not gonna win the Super Bowl this year. Well Brandon but didn't make if a they prediction. Do, what? Never even made a prediction. Okay. If the Patriots do win Tom Brady's the best athlete that's ever lived. He surpasses Michael Jordan. He's got six rings. Look at how can you make the argument against him? I can't. He's not gonna. He's not gonna win this year. But Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. No, like I don't want to go. The Olympics are like this. Totally no, I understand. Other. No, I agree. I'm talking about American. The same would whoop Mike Phelps ass. But like. How can you deny Tom Brady, who I hate I can't, with a bro. passion? Bro. I don't know what you're talking about. I can't. You're, you know what? You threw out a name there that people throw out oftentimes. Oh, Joe Montana. Dude, Joe Montana wasn't even the best player on his own freaking team. Right. The GOAT is Jerry Rice. Joe Montana was along for the ride. I don't care what anybody says. You subtract Jerry Rice from those teams. Joe Montana is run-of-the-mill. Dude, you put John Elway on those teams with the 49ers, he would have won 10 Super Bowls. I don't disagree with that at all. Put Marino on that team, bro. Marino would have won 15. Put Jim Kelly on that team. They won 16. Put Brandon on that team. They won 17. Damn. Put Pat Mahomes on that team. Pat Mahomes. You don't like 50. (laughs) Pat, put Andy Reid on that team. Here's my thing. I'm serious from that era. You put Marino on that 49ers team? Oh, my God. But you know what? Oh, my God. It may not even be Jerry Rice. It's the offensive line. Put Joe Montana behind any other uh, offensive line. He wouldn't have lasted five years. Look, look. I'm just here to tell you that from an athletic standpoint, and we get into, well, he played with this, because the Dolphins had some pretty good doggone offensive line. Dwight Stevenson, I believe, is a Hall of Famer, the center for the Dolphins during that time. Here's the thing. The bottom line is, if you subtract one piece from the other, that 49ers organization was the example of how to play football and be dominant when Montana was there. You take any number of quarterbacks, freaking Elway, oh my God, 
That would have been a nightmare. Well, yeah, Marino. but the thing is, they continued doing it after Walsh and Montana with Young and Seifert. Well, they did, but not well, to the highest not to level. That extent. Yeah. But but that's the other piece of this too. Is you look back, look, let's look at the Cowboys. Cowboys won three Super Bowls in just a handful of years. Them boys, the same type of situation. Troy Aikman, three rings is never even in the conversation, which is bizarre to me, because Troy Aikman made that thing go. Did he have Emmett Smith, and Michael Irvin? Yeah. But when we look at Montana, Montana is immune from, yeah, but he had Roger Craig and Jerry Rice and Ronnie Lott and all these pro bowlers beside him. It's amazing. Yeah, but Aikman, he looked like a white Jay-Z, though. Have you seen that (laughs) meme, though? No. Yeah, you're right. He's immune. I don't understand why why Aikman is not considered one of the best five, six, ten quarterbacks ever played. They had the it's best kind of amazing. everything in their era, though. They like, had the, the best, best everything offense. in the era after San Francisco had the best everything. The best coke. I mean, they, they had did. the best They probably everything. had the best cocaine, the best hookers. They All of that. They had it. But I'm telling you that San Francisco, Dallas was San Francisco after the 49ers. Yeah. I agree. So, I wait, agree. Brandon, who's going to the Super Bowl? You haven't even said. Um, I'm picking the. He can't pick his Mahomes. I've been riding my homes all year long. <laughs> I'll, I'll make my pick on the other side. All right. You're listening from the cheap seats straight out of Sanford, North Carolina. Love you guys. Got half an hour to go. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, and of course, companionship. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. Fantastic cat. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today, or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. All right, welcome back at half an hour to go. It's been a fun ride so far. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Um, Talking about great quarterbacks, I don't want to get into the whole, well, the offensive line, and blah, 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 blah. But Montana... I don't know how somebody looks at Montana in the scheme with the weapons he played with. And I it, this was my childhood. This is my glory years. And I'm a guy that's not afraid to respect a team I don't necessarily love. Montana was not even the best I saw play among his contemporaries, let alone the best ever. So I don't know why nostalgia for some people, they look and they're like, oh, well, what he did at San Francisco, he never lost in a big game. Uh Aikman was 3-0 and in his Super Bowls, too. I, I don't know what the rationale is. Um, Jim Kelly 
truth be told, you know, if you take and flip around a couple of those uh, Jim Kelly Buffalo Bills Super Bowl losses, Jim Kelly's in the conversation. The bottom line is we measure greatness amongst our quarterbacks by Super Bowl victories, yes. except for Troy Aikman, who gets left out of the conversation completely. I think if you went and polled casual sports fan, they would throw Terry Bradshaw's name out there without any idea what they're really talking about. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, Terry Bradshaw got four Super Bowls. Terry Bradshaw, are you kidding me? Anybody could have quarterbacked those teams with their steroid juiced up uh, those cats. Those you Steelers might, teams were up. You might be a little mad because your Bengals got beat like at least twice by the, those 49ers, right? Actually, uh, yeah, that doesn't make me very happy. So you're, but, I, you know, it is what it is. <coughs> Speaking of Super Bowl upsets, that 81 Bengals team that went in there to beat the San Francisco 49ers and blew it, that is the upset in Super Bowl history that everybody's kind of forgotten about because the San Francisco 49ers went on to to win four Super Bowls. Um, that's the one everybody forgets about because – that Bengals team was far and away the better team. You mad, bro? Anyway. Oh, I'm mad. I'm still mad. So there you go. <coughs> anyway, um, my picks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You got to finish that up. Rams yeah. out of the NFC. KC out of the AFC. Is there a bone in that or something? You all right? Yeah, I, I like got choked. I, I got choked up. Trent was choking me because he says. The um, NFL is fixed for the KC, for KC and the Patriots. So <laughs> when I was questioning him about that, he came over here and choked me. But anyway, I, I like I like the Rams to win it all, and I think um, but it's going to be like an epic battle. It's going to be the top top two new teams in the league winning it, and I, I really don't want. I mean, I'm a I'm a Panthers fan. I'm really I hate Sean Payton. If you feel like if you feel like you hate a coach anywhere like Belichick or Brady, like at quarterback, I hate Sean Payton. Every time he runs a play and it works for big yardage, he like has this little look on his face that I want to wipe off. And he's just like, Oh yeah, see, we're smarter than the whole universe. Sean Payton's a guy, man, I've always wondered. Not always, but for years I've wondered. If we went back in time, and we're talking about Super Bowl upsets, remember how much better that indie team was than New Orleans going to the Super Bowl? If you take away a couple pieces of good fortune in that game, not the least of which was the onside kick they recovered coming right. out of halftime, if you take that back and Sean Payton loses that Super Bowl, the whole trajectory changes. Yeah. Because the Saints have been up and down all around – but Peyton has been – he's been untouchable because he's got that Super Bowl championship. And that's what happens in a market like New Orleans. You look at New Orleans, they had no other success professional sports-wise. Um, they're really the only game in town. Uh, people that don't understand Louisiana geography, there ain't a whole lot else going on in New Orleans. You got the NBA there, kind of. Um, Drew Brees – is the king of New Orleans. Sean Payton is just a guy. But Payton, because he got that Super Bowl, he's impenetrable. And he can stay there forever if he wanted to because he got that one Super Bowl. It's interesting how that trajectory 
could have changed had he lost that Super Bowl because had they not won it, I assure you that franchise and that community would have been like, the only reason Breeze hadn't got a Super Bowl is because this guy's holding him back. Well, and the commentator said as much, like when he went for that fourth down, yeah. and you know, they're like, oh, this is the same Sean Payton that went out there and kicked that onside kick, and he's like – He's like the mastermind. If they don't recover that onside kick against the Colts, this dude's gone like five or six years ago. Might have been. And but I mean, he just rubs me the wrong way. I like Breeze. I think he's cool. I don't. I do not like Sean Payton. Drew Breeze played Westlake High School, which has produced a lot of NFL quarterbacks. Um, Nick Foles being one of them. Uh, Westlake Westlake High School a. Uh, School I'm very well acquainted with. You used to go there too. No, right? I didn't go there. No, no, no. We, is there any were, high school that you've never gone to? No, Westlake. Westlake is up with, at the time what was far northwest Austin, which was where the richest of the rich folks in Austin lived. At this point, the city just keeps expanding. So I don't even think it's it. I don't even. It's not even the northwest quadrant anymore. But no, Westlake is a, a very well-to-do area. And it, just to give you context, back when I graduated from school in 1990. They had had AstroTurf on their field for years. Oh, wow. I mean, they they were big time and still are, okay. I'm sure. But, no, they've pumped a couple. In fact, the kid that's playing for uh, the quarterback for Texas now, uh, Ellinger, he's a West he's a Westlake product. Nick Foles okay. went to Westlake. It, it, it's a football factory. Okay. Um, and not the old West Texas, you know, Friday night lights type situation where the whole, you know, whole town's – Shuts down. No, this is Westlake, which is like, you know, suburban Austin, big-time money football. Okay. It's a factory. So, anyway, um, NBA, I want to talk about LeBron James. How's that? Sure. I said early in the year as we went in. I maybe, maybe it was even preseason that I said it. Now, you'll remember this statement when I repeat it here. I said that it was more likely – that the Lakers would miss the playoffs than be the two seed, which is what you predicted. Does anybody remember me saying that? Mm-hmm. As we sit here today, a little bit more it? than halfway who, who through the predicted, season. Who predicted the uh, two seed? You did. No. Yeah. You predicted something along the lines. You said three, three or, four. or four as high as two, and I said it's more likely that they miss the playoffs than become the two seed. So you're going to beat your chest story. because – Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm going to do exactly the opposite. If we sit here today at a record of 23-21 and 21 with LeBron shelved maybe for as much as two or three more weeks. They're saying he could be back Thursday. I'm not buying it. The way he's talking about doing it prudently and responsibly in maybe a couple more weeks. I don't think LeBron's coming back anytime soon. The Lakers right now have lost two straight. They're 3-7 and seven through their last 10. They're at 23-21. and 21. They're the ninth seed on the outside looking in in the playoffs. And national media for the last couple days going off the deep end. Luke Walton's going to be fired. Lakers going to miss the playoffs. This is a 30-win team. Blah, 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 blah. Dude, they're 23-21. and 21. They're the ninth seed, yes. They're half a game out of the eighth seed, which is the final playoff spot. And here's the part that nobody recognizes out there in talking headland. They're four games out of the three seed in the NBA. Right. Three games, three wins behind the thunder for the three seed out west. Come on, dude. 
Do a little bit more than just look at who's one through nine and freak out. The West is an absolute dogfight right now. Lakers are going to be fine. Lakers, if they can stay anywhere near 500 before LeBron gets back, they are going to make the playoffs, and I am going to be wrong. Kind of. Because they're not going to be anywhere near the two seed when it's all said and done. Thoughts? Well, I mean, he hurt his groin, which is kind of important. And I think when he hurt it, he was around fifth. They were about, the Lakers are around fifth in the Western Conference. And then that just shows, again, the importance of LeBron James. He's so important that Cleveland is dead last in the East. And they went and played against the Lakers with uh, LeBron James out of the lineup and beat the Lakers within the last week or so. That's how important he is to, like, any, like, lineup. You know, everybody talking about Jordan playing with the Washington Wizards or Bullets or whatever you want to call. This dude is the single most important player to almost any franchise in sports. When he goes away, that's that's when the Lakers, like, fall out of the playoffs. Like, he goes away for, like, what? He's been out for, what, three and a half weeks now? Something like that. I'll fall all the way of the playoffs. <laughs> like, they're ninth, just outside of the playoff picture. And, he, and it makes that team so bad that the team he left that's in dead last in the East comes over and beats the Lakers. Okay, but to, that's be, how fair, good he to is. be fair about the Cavaliers, the Cavaliers not only are missing LeBron James, Kevin Love's not playing either. And, yes, the Cavs, I think, are in full-blown tank mode. I think that's part of the design of what they're trying They've to do. They've won nine games. One against I, the Lakers. Hey. <laughs> the the Zion. thing with LeBron. Yeah, Hello. Zion. Zion. We, we do have to talk about Zion. Zion we've, got, we've got a nice big house over here for you to live in in Cleveland. So my, my question. So I think we're both right, okay? Okay. So your, your prediction was – no, my prediction was just that they wouldn't be the second seed, that they were more likely to miss the playoffs. I think at this point I am certain they're not the second seed in the playoffs. Give no. us a rundown, one through one through nine. I know They'll you're looking the at five. it. They'll be the five. They'll be the five seed. It's really weird, actually, because the it Nuggets is. are number one. That can change any any day. Well, then you have Friday, Gold- Boogie Cousins is coming back. Then you got Golden State coming yep. back. to Boogie, Boogie, they're number two. Oklahoma, number three. Houston Rockets. Number four, Portland. I mean, it's so tight. That's what I'm saying. When you get out of the top two player uh, teams in the Western Conference, it's like you're you're a game or two in the whole Western Conference. OKC right now sitting on 26 wins. Is that right? Um, yes. Yes. L. They're in the three seed, and they've won their last ten games. They've won, they're going five and five. It's not they they're not tearing it up. There you go. Always need some perspective. We got just a little bit left. Hanging out from the Cheap Seats. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Kiramutu todos. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. My name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. 
My mom always told me, you don't have to sit down close to see the action. Sometimes it's better from the cheap seats. And that's all I gotta say about that. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Alright, welcome back. Final segment from the Cheap Seats. It's been cool hanging out with you. Like I said before the break, check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. If you got something you want to hear us riff about, you can hit us up on email cheapseatradio at gmail.com. Cheapseatradio at gmail.com. We'd love, love, love to hear from you. Brandon, I would love to hear from you about something I know you're chomping at the bit to talk about, and that is the number one Duke team, number one in the country, losing at home to an unranked opponent, which has happened exactly zero times in the history of Duke basketball before yesterday. Have at it. Yeah, it was 90-0, and 0, and now it's 90-1, which is very interesting. But, you know, all all records are made to be broken. Sure. Right? I just look at this this defeat by Syracuse in the um, in Cameron. All these Ducators out there are like, yeah, that's awesome. Trey Jones goes down with a separated, what, shoulder? You got Reddish, who is out sick for that game. The most important player against a Syracuse team, by the way. Right. And for all you guys that don't know, Jim Beheim taught Coach K how to play that extended zone when they were playing. They were coaching for uh, Team USA. The worst thing decision he ever made. <laughs> like, why would you want to give Coach K one other tool? But he did, and and but he's also gonna give Coach K fits, like because yeah. he knows his game too. He probably took some stuff from from K. But I know everybody looking at that victory, Syracuse beating Duke. Like, yeah, this mighty Titan has fallen. They got an injury. Got one guy out sick. I'm here to tell you my prediction. For 2019, and I hate to say this, the Duke Blue Devils will win the national championship this year. What? No, he's trying to use reverse psychology. Yeah. No, no. That's again. Not a, you you can't do that twice. Again. No. Here's what happens. Coach K plays, what, six or seven players deep? If that, this year he's running eight or nine some nights, but seven or eight is, is, is about as deep as he'll go. On a regular basis. Okay, with Trey Jones going out for, I don't know, a couple of games, at yeah. least a couple of weeks, they're going to have so much more depth coming in and having roles in that offense and defense, for that matter, that, that he's going to have a deeper squad going into the not, So you think this tournament. might be a blessing in disguise? It's a total blessing in disguise. He does not <laughs> like to run a deep squad. Roy Williams will take – 9, 10, 11 players into the tournament. Coach K does not do that. No, now, now you have Trey Jones out. He's going to have the, the ability to run a deeper team into the tournament, and it's going to happen that way. I'm, I'm calling it right now. Well, Trey Jones going out actually may cost them another game or two along the way before he comes back. Trey Jones is the engine that makes that thing go. The thing that kills me about the national coverage of this game was, well, Zion Williams goes for 35 points, but Syracuse overcomes it, and they beat him at home. Dude, 
How in the blue hell do you leave out of that little blurb that Cam Reddish missed the game? They're playing against a 2-3 zone that you have to shoot over top of. Cam Reddish of these three of these four wonder freshmen is the shooter. Right. RJ Barrett is your point forward, do it all kind of Swiss Army knife. Zion Williamson is the monster down in the paint. Reddish is the shooter. Then you have first of all, Alex O'Connell gets into the game. O'Connell can shoot his ass. And that off. dude can shoot. And he got <laughs> He had not been playing. No, at no, all. no, no. He's in. Coach K can't stand that kid. In fact, on the down low, I will say without naming a name, I talked to a prominent Duke alum. We agree O'Connell's probably going to transfer at the end of the year. K is not one that loves this kid. Okay. Just that's all I'm we'll, saying. We'll see how that changes. But O'Connell forward. can shoot lights out. And but he hasn't been playing. If you want to play zone. Go ahead and play it against Alex O'Connell. He had some turnovers and turnovers and stuff like that. But the other thing that a lot of people are not reporting in the national media is that you have R.J. Barrett that played out of position and started running point, had nine assists at that position that he doesn't even play, and he had one turnover. Zion, this is the worst thing for everybody who wanted to have a national... If you had a national, you know, playoff, I mean, a national championship hope this year, you just had it canceled out by this one game. Because R.J. Barrett is like, anytime I want to go out there. You need me to run point? I can do that now. Yeah, I'll actually I, prepare to do that. Yeah, I can I can go out there. You know, you got O'Connell, like, shooting lights out. You got Barrett at 6-7 running point, And you got Zion doing whatever he wants to do on the court. And you don't even have reddish, and it's like a what? What, what was it? Overtime, overtime, or like it was double overtime. Double, double was it overtime, overtime. Or double overtime. I don't remember. And that's a that's a Syracuse. I'll leave it right there. And it's it, included, you know, a three quarter court, you know, buzzer beater at halftime. And yeah. like everything kind of broke right for Syracuse. Right. Not to mention the fact that reddish wasn't playing in the first place. Trey Young, Trey Jones goes down with the injury. It, it's amazing. What the thing is, but at the same time, everybody still gets to turn the spotlight on to Zion Williamson. Well, he had 22 points at the halftime. He had 35, you know, for the game. Jim Beheim came out and said he was a really good player. Well, what the hell do you think Beheim is gonna say? Right. You know, I do love that Beheim took a dig at Charles Barkley. I'll yeah. be interested to see how Barkley responds. Yeah, he called it him. was. I'm not trying to make too much of it. It was playful. You know, you can tell there's a relationship between the two of them, yeah. but it was where people were like, "Yeah, people compare him to Charles Barkley," but but it Barkley also shoot. he called Charles Barkley Barkley fatter than <laughs> Zion, so that was his dig. And you know, but it also speaks to how crazy Zion Williamson. Dude. Nobody knows who to compare this guy to. Nah. We've talked about it, but anyway, um, we'll get off the Blue Devils, but they are going to win another championship this year. Well, I'm calling it right now. Uh, hey, uh, maybe that'll work out differently than your pick that NC State was going to beat Carolina twice. Speaking of which, we got oh, wow. we got the rematch coming up. You you want to stand by that? Is NC State going to get them again? <laughs> get them again? That was a that that could have gone either way. It could have. It was a tight game. the The score was not really indicative of how close that game was. But what I what I said going into that game. 
came to fruition. NC State does not have a go-to guy. It's going to be interesting to see if that develops down the stretch. If it does, if Markel Johnson, I think, is the guy that could come to the forefront, if he does, NC State's a Sweet 16 team. If he doesn't, who knows what will happen. But I'm interested to see what happens moving forward. Um, James Harden. James Harden. You do Have you gentlemen accepted the fact that James Harden's going to win another MVP award? Yeah. No. I'm accepting it. It's, it's so silly, though. <laughs> it's so silly. This guy's got the worst game of any NBA great yeah. that gets credit for it than anybody else. Wait, two years ago, it, we, give, it's, it's hold on, we give Westbrook uh, MVP because he averages a double double, uh, a triple double. Yeah. Then last year we don't give it to him because he and he did it again. We got bored with that. Yeah. This dude has Euro step, pushing people off, traveling every time he does a step back three. Flops every time he he's in the game, and we're like rewarding that. That's so lame to me. Yeah. If the Lakers make the playoffs, LeBron's the MVP. Harden's just a playground player. They wow. won't win it all anyways. They're barely in the playoffs right now. Very, 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 very If you have one guy that has to here. score 57 points, you don't deserve to be the MVP of the league. He scored 35 points in the first half. He's, that's stupid. He's a cheater. He should play for the Patriots. Yeah. Cheating. I'm going to tell you guys something you don't know. Right. There's a lot I don't know. All right. First of all, Trent, how old is James Harden? He is 26 years old. No, he's 29. It's been around a little bit longer than you think. He doesn't um, have any gray in his beard like me. So, Yeah, that's a true statement. I, and that beard, that's a source of controversy for me. Is that a great beard or is that a crazy beard? I, think it's, I like it. I, you, all right. I've grown to not like it anymore. Okay. I liked it in the beginning. How would you feel if like that beard hit you in the mouth as he was dropping a three on you? As he was traveling past me, I would hate it. I would bite it. Dude, you've been listening to Brandon too long. That's his refrain. You weren't on that negative Harden tip. Why are you paying attention to this nonsense he's talking about how bad Harden's game is? James Harden is a superstar. He's no. about to win his second straight MVP award. If you want to talk about a garbage player on the Rockets, talk about Chris Paul. Chris Paul's not there. Guess what? The Rockets are still good. Clint Capella's out four to six weeks. Harden's like, okay, I'm just going to go drop 57. Okay, get Listen, him to the finals. This is what I want to tell you. He's still quit facts. on game seven. It's a quitter. Hit us with some facts. Yes, please. I'm going to hit you with some facts. All right, so Harden signed or went to Houston in 2012-2013. Over the last six years, these are his scoring averages. 2013-14, 25.4 points. The next year. 27.4, 29.0, 30.4, My point to you gentlemen is that every single year he's gotten better. He's 29. He's got a couple more years where that trajectory can continue to go up. Harden, during that same time, his assist totals went from 5.8, 6.1, 7.0, 7.5. Did cap out 11.2 a couple years ago. Up to 
this guy is still getting better. And I get all of what anybody has to say. James Harden has a couple seminal moments in his career where he folded up. The worst of which still being game six against the Spurs a couple years ago where he just didn't even show up. That, to a lot of people, defines this guy. But we are losing sight if we focus on that, that this dude is one of the best regular season players we've ever seen. Offensive players. He plays zero defense. Who plays defense in the NBA, bro? A lot of players play defense. LeBron? Yeah, he plays During the regular season? Yeah. Don't kid yourself, bro. Nah. No, here's Not the during the regular to. season. Now, if it comes down to it and it's a big ball game, LeBron is a lockdown defender. He'll play physical. But during Kawhi the regular season, okay. defense, Kawhi does. All year. Kawhi does. Okay, we'll go to the Westbrook playoffs. does, too. I, I get go it. to the playoffs. Harden doesn't play, no, no, ever I, play any. What, what I said, bro, was that Harden is one of the best regular season players we've ever seen. Playoffs, no. I mean, look at what happened. James Harden had the chance to solidify himself as a legit superstar last year when they had their crack at Golden State. They had him down. Chris Paul goes out. If Harden in either of those two final ball games puts the Rockets on his back and knocks off the Titans, he is a basketball god. Yep. No, he couldn't throw it in the ocean. And the Rockets get beat twice. And one of those having the lead coming out of the third quarter. And the year before so, that, he like just went away. And like I, hit, that's what I said. Hit underneath his blanket. Why? Are, why hit is the NFL beard? The NFL has an agenda. NFL. Like, I mean, NFL, NBA has an agenda like to make this their guy. No, 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 this no, no, dude, no, 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 no. I disagree uh, with you there. All right, let me finish my thought. Okay, go ahead. This dude travels on every single play. That he's in every single play he does this. You know that that is some get-off-my-lawn stuff. What he's doing is what's legal now. I mean, just same thing, because I can think back to when Jordan started that. Well, if they called Traveler, he wouldn't be able to get away with that mess anymore. Look at him carrying the basketball. Then Iverson comes along. Oh, my God, he's carrying. That's not a crossover. He's carrying and the I basketball. Thought about that. I thought about that, and I think MJ did change the game. Of with course this crossover. he did. And Iverson made it worse, and you know if LeBron James has a ball, you know the ball on a breakaway. Right? Man. Yeah, I'm glad you dropped LeBron because you're talking about traveling. Come on, bro. All right, we'll see you next week. Thanks for hanging out with us from the cheap seats. Peace. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.